Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So what have we been looking for on Wikipedia this past year? Now, the top countries that accessed English Wikipedia overall uh, to date in 2023 are the United States, 33.2 billion, uh, the United Kingdom, 9 billion, India, 8.48 billion, Canada, 3.95 billion, and Australia, 2.56 billion. What have we been searching for this past year? Well, how about we take a look? And I find this fascinating because it just shows what we're, you know, looking for. Number one on the list, according to this, uh, with 49,490,406 page views was chat GPT. I'm guilty of that. Uh, Number two, deaths in 2023 42 million over 42 million page views i'm sure i'm guilty of that uh number three was the 2023 cricket world cup at 38 million uh, page views i don't think i looked that up the indian premier league 32 million uh, over 32 million page views i'm pretty sure i didn't look that up Number five, Oppenheimer, the film. Yeah, I'm one of those. 28,348,248 page views. Cricket World Cup. Wait, that's a different... So the 2023 Cricket World Cup, and then it drops at number two, and then number six is Cricket World Cup at 25,961,417 page views. So, I mean, two of the top six are Cricket World Cup. Okay. Uh, then seven is J. Robert, Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking up the film, then you want to know about Oppenheimer for sure. Number eight is Jawan, the film. I did not look that up. 21,791,126 page views. In fact, I don't know that I could tell you what Jawan film is. Let's let's take a look and see what it is. Actually, Juwan, a twenty according to Wikipedia, uh, is a Indian Hindi language action thriller co-written and directed by Atli in his Hindi film debut. Okay, so that's and uh, the I mean the guy that makes the most money, uh, Shah Rukh Khan, uh, was the uh, was the actor in a dual role uh, as father and son. Okay, that's interesting so now we can add another page view to number eight (laughs) uh number eight is the 2023 indian premier league wait that's okay so we had the indian premier league at number four and now we've got the indian premier league 2023 indian premier league so it's just a different wording of what the search is uh patheon uh the film i'm pretty sure i did not look that up in fact what is Pathion the film? And it's not really Pathon or Pathion, it's Pathon, P-A-T-H-A-A-N, another Hindi language action thriller. All right. It also stars uh, Shah Rukh Khan, so he's all over the place, huge. I mean, he's the man. Uh, 
Number 11, The Last of Us TV series. I may have participated in a page view for that. Number 12, Taylor Swift. I don't know. Maybe. I guess it counts if I was looking for her birthday or something. Uh, 13, Barbie film. I don't think I did, but it's possible that I added a page views there. Number 14, Cristiano Ronaldo. Probably. Uh, you know, I've looked him up for several things about money and stuff. Lionel Messi, uh, 16 million, over 16 million, almost 17 million. Yeah, I probably was part of that. Premier League, another Premier League at 16 million. Wait a second. Premier League at 16, 16 million. Then we have the 2023 Indian Premier League paid searches. And then we have the Indian Premier League paid searches. Okay, so it is. But this is just Premier League. All right. Uh, number 17, Matthew Perry. Yeah, probably. Uh, 18, United States. Don't think I looked that up, but I'm pretty well aware of the United States. It's possible, though, that I needed some information. Not sure, though. Elon Musk, eh, maybe a birthday or something. Not sure. Avatar, The Way of Water, maybe thinking that it wasn't going to happen. Uh, India, 13 million. Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe, though. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, yeah, I might have done that to look at, uh, you know, maybe some of her, uh, some of her highlights of her life guardians of the galaxy volume three don't think i looked that up russian invasion of ukraine maybe and number 25 on the wikipedia searches uh andrew tate at 12,728,616 page views now this is all according to the wikimedia foundation top 25 list was creating using english wikipedia data and uh, we've gone through the end of November. So we still have, you know, the month of December to add to these page views, which I already did by looking up Joan and Pathon. Interesting that, uh, just interesting to me what people are searching for. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Okay, so I see, for those of you listening live, uh, today is the 11th of December, 2023. And I see some history remembered on this day, although I guess the Wikipedia rundown could be history, but that's just, you know, recent history. But almost considered to be ancient history, but not really. 51 years ago today, uh, humans visited the moon for the last time. On December 11th, 1972, Apollo 17 marked the final human lunar landing, concluding the Apollo program's sixth mission. To date, it remains the last expedition which astronauts explored the moon's surface. And the first comment that comes up... (laughs) Of course, is... No, they didn't. Now, I would say, you know, I would just ask the question, did they? But it's just interesting that the first comment that comes up for me uh, in my algorithm, uh, I guess it's just because I follow the person who commented uh, on this Instagram post. Uh, No, they didn't. (laughs) So believe what you wish. Just know it's... A celebration at NASA for 51 years ago. Uh, humans visiting the moon for the last time. Kind of sad, actually. 
if you believe that it actually took place, I would uh, assume that you believe that we should have kept the space program going. We may have been to Mars already if we'd have kept the space program going. But, you know, we didn't. And so here we are. You know, I find this case interesting because it doesn't make any sense to me in the in the right way. Uh, last week, a Texas judge okayed a woman's request for an abortion. Uh, she is fighting to get an abortion in the state of Texas, where its uh, abortions are banned. And this uh, lady, Kate Fox, the mother of two who sued the state for permission to have an abortion after her fetus was diagnosed with a fatal condition. She's 20 weeks pregnant, seeking an exception to the state's ban on abortions after six weeks. The judge's ruling applies only to Cox. The state could appeal it. Well, they did. And the Texas Supreme Court temporarily blocked a ruling by a lower court that would have allowed the pregnant woman to obtain the emergency abortion. Uh, her unborn baby has some fatal genetic condition. Okay, so I'm reading this, and uh, they are trying to say that she has, it started, she's at 20 weeks, it's starting to affect her health, and she needs the abortion. Well, my question is, and I, and I, I get it, okay, so I'm not, let's, let's set aside that, uh, you know, the whole abortion issue in and of itself, okay, whether it's right or wrong, but in the state of Texas, it's banned if she needs it for her health what is stopping her from going to a state where she can get the abortion because i'm pretty sure if she drives a few hours west into the next state over <laughs> uh, new mexico uh she could get an abortion she could pull up and say hey here to get an abortion i'm pretty sure they have drive through now i don't know if they have drive through abortions there but they very well could she could just drive up have the abortion and head on back home and her health would be no longer in jeopardy but i just i do understand why we're attacking here in the state of texas because we want to go up against the abortion ban but you know why uh it's states rights do what you have to do go if you if you're going to get the abortion go where you can get the abortion if you believe that it's affecting your health and you want to you know get rid of the baby i get it I, you know i just don't understand uh you know why we're going up against the state and and our attorney general told the hospitals and all the doctors uh no uh it's not even if the courts say you can give the abortion uh that's not going to absolve you of anything that uh we could do against you and your hospital and you could get still get all the fines and you could have court cases brought up against you <laughs> so he threatens them like no you're not doing that that's incredible i mean the war on abortion is a real thing man i really i, I honestly i don't understand uh why if you wanted the abortion you wouldn't just drive to the next state over doesn't that doesn't compute with me but you know i know it's just me all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately so we talked last week about all the new shows all the fbis all the network shows they're busy filming and advertising that they're going to be available you know sometime in early 2024 and uh, i saw a story they have the new ncis sydney 
that's put out there and they're talking about how the numbers were pretty good for it and uh, you know the show keeps going the numbers pretty good for it because it's the only new show on <laughs> on network television and i watched it because i like the ncis whole thing and it really isn't that good but it's a new show and so you continue to watch it the first episode was like eh, and the second episode was like eh. And so, you know, I mean, I watch it. It's just like, eh. But that's why. Because we're all just, you know, and I say we all. uh, Most people are, you know, looking forward to new shows on the network. So you have NCIS Sydney, which is new. But once the regular shows come back, uh, you know, I think NCIS Sydney will fall by the wayside. I also got really bummed uh, this weekend because I know that Reacher on Prime is coming back next week. I think Friday it drops. And I was all excited. And I'm, I'm looking forward. I still am excited. I'm looking forward to it. I loved season one of Reacher on Prime. It was, it was really a fun watch. And uh, I just, you know, am excited for season two. Something to watch next weekend. And, uh, you know, just something to binge however uh prime now like all the other dingleberry platforms are only going to release three episodes and then each the rest of the episodes will be released weekly before the season concludes on january 19th 2024 prime you got us all hooked just like netflix and the rest of you we're just gonna drop shows so that we can watch them all binge them all watch them when we want and now you're just saying no well we'll give you the first three episodes you can binge those and then the rest of them are once a week that just that just really irritates me and I see where our man uh, Timothy Oliphant is going to uh, do a role for uh, FX's uh, Alien TV series. Uh, he's uh, going to, uh, you know, be the enigmatic synth role. <laughs> it's going to explore the lore of the alien universe on Earth, indicating a potential expansion of the series mythology. He's going to be uh, portrayed as the enigmatic synthetic android, as I said, alongside Sidney Chandler's complex hybrid character, offers a dynamic exploration of the relationship between humans and synthetic beings. So, yay! Now, this is FX's Alien TV series. The original post that I saw about this was uh, for a YouTube show, so not real sure what's happening there. But, you know, I like Timothy Oliphant, and hopefully... It'll be worth the watch. Be sure to follow me on my social media sites uh, at JeffyJFR on X, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show uh, all the time, anytime, uh, Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. I do see them all. I don't necessarily respond to them all but i do see them all chewing the fat at theblaze.com you can order a cameo from me at jeffy jfr on cameo that's not free but uh you just order the cameo and tell you know what you want Uh, happy glad sad mad mean whatever you need and then uh you know i like a dancing little monkey do it and everybody is happy you get your video i get my money cameo gets their money and we all walk away with a smile on our faces and i told you i don't know if i told you on this show or if it was you know my hit with brad on uh mojo 5.0 or maybe one of my uh chewing the fat segments on pat gray unleashed but i talked about the alex jones interview 
with Tucker Carlson. That's like an hour and a half, and I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I've listened to about an hour of it. It's, you know, of course, Alex Jones and uh, and Tucker Carlson. But I knew as soon as I listened to the, I don't know, the first half hour and Tucker lays out this thing like Alex is some savant, uh, that this was all just a push to get him back on X. And it worked because Elon reinstated him on X. So, ta-da! We'll see how that works out for everyone involved. Um, I see where KISS did their, I don't know, they had a final show a week or two ago at Madison Square Garden, but they revealed the band, the rock band KISS. They revealed that uh, a new KISS era in which the three-dimensional avatars of the members, including Gene Simmons, will go on tour while the humans say goodbye to the face paint. Huh. Okay, so we're just going to be like the ABBA Voyage show in London. I mean, that has been incredible. Everyone that's gone has said what, how great it is. They're bringing in like $2 million a week. I mean, they are packing out the ABBA Voyage show in London with their you know, with their avatars, with their digital renderings of themselves. It got me thinking about, uh, you know, the future of that. Uh, what, at what point do bands decide that the digital renderings of themselves are better than themselves? But I mean, they make them, uh, you know, immortal. Uh, I wish, to, I hope ACDC does it. That would be awesome to see an ACDC show with digital renderings. Uh, I mean, they could start with Bon Scott and work up to Brian Johnson and you still have Angus rocking around. I was just reading a story about Angus Young. Uh, The ACDC did a show back in October in California and then Angus showed up at one of these ACDC bars and gave everybody, you know, pictures and glad hands and, you know, had a wonderful time and and it was just, you know, it was really cool. And it got me uh, listening to If You Want Blood because they said they opened the show in California with If You Want Blood, and that's the first time that they had opened a show with If You Want Blood. But what, how great a show would it be with ACDC avatars, with ACDC being immortal? I mean, holy cow, that would be awesome. I would, I would definitely pay to see that. I mean, I, I saw ACDC a couple of times, and the first time they were, I mean, on, well, both times were on fire. Uh, the second time they, I saw them do a show. It was kind of like this, uh, you know, uh, gathering. I think it, I think it was the Toledo Speedway Jam. Not positive about that. I'm sure that doesn't exist anymore. That was like a hundred years ago. <laughs> but the guy who used to put that together, the Toledo Speedway Jam, he used to uh, do business with the record store I used to manage. So we were, you know, in in a partnership with him. Anyway, I just remember going to the show and uh, ACDC opened up for ZZ Top and it was really, that's a strange combination. I know there were, I don't know, there were two or three, four other bands on the lineup as well that day. And uh, so then ACDC came out and ACDC, I'm sure, and I don't know this, I just believe it in in my heart that they were pissed that they had to open up for ZZ Top. And so they came out and for about an hour and a half, they cranked. And I know that they always crank. If you've ever seen them live, they come out and they crank. But I mean, it felt like they cranked even harder for this hour and a half. Because when they were done, you were like, 
oh okay they're over and then out came zz top and now they ended up you know i mean the show was still good but it certainly was a tough transition going from acdc to zz top and so there's another band that can probably you know make their three-dimensional avatars and uh, make tours around the planet is zz top and people would go and see them as well but i really want acdc to do it somebody get angus on the line would you all right (laughs) no he's not there he's not accepting calls oh okay Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who died today? Who died today? Ryan O'Neill, the actor Ryan O'Neill, has passed away at the age of 82. Now, sure, he had uh, leukemia, or he was diagnosed with leukemia in 2001, and then in 2012, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. At uh, when he was diagnosed with leukemia, that's uh, when Farrah Fawcett, the love of his life, uh, moved back in and uh, took care of him, and then uh, then she died. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. And so he was on this uh, tour uh, for a love story and be being reunited. Uh, he talked about how he missed Farrah. Uh, and they were reunited following his leukemia diagnosis and they lived and she moved back in and they stayed together in Malibu until she died and he still missed her and then he was on tour with uh, Ali McGraw about the 50th anniversary of you know, love story and he was working on his health and he felt really good and he was reunited with his family and he said i think you know if the o'neills can uh what was his line um if the uh uh we were cable after we were able to come together again after so many years of hardship if the o'neills can reconcile truly anything is possible so he this was great and this was i don't know I don't know when this this was in the last 10 years that this was going on. So uh, Ryan O'Neill, actor, dead at the age of 82. And I will say, uh, just as a side note, don't look at me like that. Because, you know, I know he had leukemia and he had prostate cancer. There was no cause of death listed. So don't look at me. It doesn't say that. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Oh, was it? Was it, you know, the leukemia laying low was it the prostate cancer laying low or was it that well it doesn't say that does it it just doesn't list a an actual cause of death so stop looking at me like that then we have samwata divi s-o-m-w-a-t-i-d-e-v-i uh who died today very sad uh that doesn't give an age uh but she was having lunch on her terrace 
and uh, she was taken to the hot district hospital she fell and had injuries on her face and neck and then the doctors referred her to a higher center so and she she died in transit so she fell and they took her to a doctor the doctor was like yeah i, I can't do nothing uh, she, she needs to go to another place and then she died well what caused her to fall is the issue uh she was eating food up on their terrace when monkeys tried to snatch her plate she got scared and ran toward the stairs and lost her balance and fell so those damn monkeys (laughs) that's not funny i'm not laughing okay i'm not laughing this is in india and uh, the monkeys were attacking her on her terrace you can't even eat outside anymore in the uh simrai village uh this is just uh unacceptable unacceptable i mean humans first for real so if you're out on a terrace in india you know perhaps you need to you know go out locked and loaded so if the monkeys show up on your terrace you just and you know run them off we must make all animals uh, realize and remember that humans first that's just the rules speaking of rules uh i was reminded that last week i'm talking to someone who said they were a friend of theirs was uh just discovered this show chewing the fat and he's a delivery driver and he's out driving around listening to chewing the fat now first of all thank you welcome happy to have you along for the ride but if you're a new listener i want to remind you of the rules okay if you're out delivering things that means you have a bigger opportunity of people asking you hey what are you listening to so i know that you're out there delivering stuff and you're not going to be listening to chewing the fat 24 hours a day seven days a week although i'm not opposed to having you do that however i get that you're going to be listening to other shows but as a subscriber to chewing the fat the rules of subscribership the number one rule uh that i can think of off the top of my head right now is that uh when asked what you're listening to you must answer chewing the fat so just a reminder to all new listeners of chewing the fat especially those of you out uh, delivering things uh you know out in the public when asked hey what are you listening to you must answer chewing the fat now now i want to talk about i was reminded this weekend also of this story from 2010 uh since we're in the who died today segment this guy didn't die today he obviously (laughs) he didn't die back in 2010 either (laughs) he died in uh, i guess that would make it 2000 1980 uh but we found out about it in 2010 so officials in tokyo went to congratulate the oldest man in the city sojan keto on his 111th birthday and they were all uh, they were all happy they were have this is in 2010 now but instead they found his skeletal remains on his bed he'd been dead for 30 years but his family had kept it a secret to continue collecting his pension money that's outstanding now there's a picture <laughs> of just uh of just a skeleton under the sheets uh in this bed i don't know if that's real or not 
I mean, it looks like it's a real skeleton on a bed. I don't know if it's real from this family or not. If it is, I don't know, you know, after 30 years, did they pick the bones clean? Did it just rot? And the, I mean, the sheets look really clean. When did the smell stop? I don't know, because bodies, uh, I don't know if you know this about bodies, but when they die, then they start to smell after a little while. And uh, things start happening to the body. <laughs> So, at some point between his death and that 30-year birthday or 30-year anniversary of his death when they came to celebrate him being the oldest man in the city, uh, there had to be some serious kind of funk going on in the old Tokyo apartment. But it doesn't say anything about that. Maybe the original story did back in 2010. I don't know that. But I love the whole thing of we're here to celebrate... Uh, Sogen Kato's 111th birthday. Yeah, uh, his skeleton's on the bed in the back room. Did you bring his pension check? Then we have a who almost died today. <laughs> I guess that's all of us, really. Who almost died today, but this one more than uh, more than others. So uh, Destiny uh, Lene Johnson, 25, was arrested and charged with three felonies of attempted murder, first-degree arson, and aggravated battery, causing great bodily harm. This is according to Miami-Dade County records. So this guy... Uh, wants to go, uh, you know, he's uh, swiping on Tinder, looking for a late night hookup in uh, Miami. And uh, he swiped right, which meant he was going to hook up with old Destiny. And uh, after they hooked up <laughs> at the uh, at the Holiday Inn Express and Suites in Kendall, Florida, that's still Miami-Dade, uh, at 5 a.m., on November 25th, Johnson approached the man's vehicle while carrying what appeared to be a gallon of water. Okay, so the man uh, was still looking to take care of a little business. Uh, it swiped right on Tinder, after all. Uh, then uh, she said that she needed money to fix her car. So the man gave her $60 he had on him and said, then she started yelling at the guy saying, you guys are out to get me. She then poured the yellow liquid that smelled like gasoline from the jug onto the front passenger seat of the vehicle. That's what the man said. And during the heated encounter, uh, ignitable fluid reportedly spilled on the man. Johnson is accused of igniting the fluid with a lighter, setting fire to the interior of his SUV, his right arm and herself. The man said he jumped out of the vehicle, rolled on the asphalt to extinguish the flames burning his body. Good move. The man said he took out his firearm because he was in fear that the woman would attempt to set him on fire again. That's when she ran off. (laughs) So then he goes to the desk at the hotel and, you know, obviously calls police and he goes to the hospital. And then a little while longer, a few hours later, a 911 was called. Uh, made less than a mile away about a naked woman with burns saying she blew up a vehicle. So then they went and arrested her and took her to the hospital. She claims she was a victim of sex trafficking and she pleaded not guilty to the charges. She uh, has ordered her not to have any contact with the alleged victim and she was denied bail. If she's denied bail, uh, she can't have contact with the uh, alleged victim because she's in jail. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I'll teach you. Be a little bit of a careful swiping right on the old Tinder. Uh, taking care of a little business. Uh, got a little bit too hot on the old Tinder app date. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I guess congratulations are in order for baseball's uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, he just signed a new deal to go play for the Los Angeles Dodgers, signing a new contract worth about $700 million. So they claim in this story that I'm reading uh, that uh, you know he gets a uh, I think the contract is worth a 10 year deal for 700 million dollars. So that's and I say this half jokingly uh, that's only 70 million a year, right, for 10 years. So they claim that this is the biggest contract signed by an athlete in global sports history. No, a 10 year deal for 700 million. I feel like uh, seventy million a year. Uh, no. Uh, okay, whatever, whatever. If you say so, maybe it's the ten-year deal. Maybe it's the seven hundred million. That's the most, but it's not. I mean, if you work that out, ten-year deal. So he was like the biggest uh, sought-after, you know, free agent. He has. He's the first player ever to win ten games as a pitcher, hit more than forty home runs. The only player to have twice been unanimously selected as league MVP. Uh, he's got 38 wins on the mound, more than 600 strikeouts from the mound while knocking 171 home runs and driving in another 437 runs. I mean, he's a pretty incredible ball player. Uh, it was fun to watch, but he played for the Angels, and uh, they went nowhere fast. So now that he's playing with the Dodgers, he may have a chance to, uh, you know, go and win the title, which would be you know, kind of fun for him. And it would be great to see him in the playoffs and uh, do his thing. The contract value is, according to this, $275 million higher than baseball's previous record contract and more than the 2023 opening day payroll of two teams. <laughs> Those two teams need to butch up and uh, pay a little bit of more money. And also, congratulations to uh, LSU uh, quarterback Jaden Daniels, who won the 2023 Heisman Trophy. Congratulations to Jaden Daniels as the 2023 Heisman Trophy. A lot of people not happy about that, but he had a heck of a season, and so did all the finalists. And so, uh, you know, congratulations to Jaden Daniels for winning the 2023 Heisman Trophy. And as long as we're talking about sports, I see where the George Herman Babe Ruth baseball card uh, now sold for $7.2 million. <laughs> okay. That's uh, a really cool looking baseball card too. I would love to have that card. I don't have the I don't have your seven point two million dollars to spend on it, but it would be really cool if uh, if I had it. The card was first owned by sixteen year old Baltimore paper boy Archibald Davis, who collected cards depicting players from his favorite team. That's how it always works. Uh, the International League Orioles, which came in the daily papers. Look at that! It's so cool to have Ruth pitcher International League. Man, that'd be cool. Seven point two million. It's a nineteen year old George Herman. Babe Ruth. Wow. Now this, he would collect, this guy would collect 15 cards and they were passed down through his family for 107 years before the family said, uh, you know, 
I guess we'll loan them. Well, you can't have them, but we'll give them to the Babe Ruth Birthplace and Museum in 1998. We'll loan them to you, okay? And you guys can put them on display at the museum. And then uh, in 2021, uh, when things, I guess, went a little south for the family, they said, you know, we're going to, we probably should sell. We probably should sell those. (laughs) That's only uh, one of 10 that we know to exist. Wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know, man. Seven point two million for that Babe Ruth card? Yeah, that's uh, if you were hurting for money in twenty twenty one. They finally broke down and sold the old card that uh, the great 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 grandfather or whatever he is uh, had for you. Congratulations on that, and I'm sure the museum is uh, is happy. Now uh, Wagner, uh, let's see, let's see, his card sold for six point six million. Okay, yeah, the Honus Wagner card. Uh, that's a fascinating card too because that was the one I think where he it was for chewing tobacco and he was pissed that it was chewing tobacco so he made him take it away because he didn't want to be for uh, he didn't want to promote chewing tobacco and so there's you know not very many of those if I don't know how many of those are left but he was pissed and that's what's you know why they why it cost so much to get it so congratulations to the family and uh, whoever you know purchased the card from uh, Robert Edward Auctions becoming the third most expensive sports card in history. Wait, who who was more? Because 17, 7.2 million should be number one, right? Honus was 6.6. Mickey Mantle, uh, that sold for like 5 million. There was another Babe Ruth card that sold for 4 million. Uh, come on now. Uh, who's above that? No one. I, I, who is becoming the third most expensive sports card in history? The third most expensive. Uh, that means there's more expensive cards, right? Or is it just that Mickey Mantle and Honus Wagner and Babe and that and this card are the top three? Uh, that's worded. That's that, the way that sounds that there's cards more expensive than this one. And I don't think there is. There were a few other things that uh, got auctioned off in the the near past. Uh, Like there was a menu signed by Mao Zedong and uh, Zhu Enle. Uh, They were, uh, there was a menu signed in fountain pen by six influential Chinese statesmen, including Mao and Premier Zhao Enle, uh, which I find fascinating. Now that was auctioned off for $275,000. I'm surprised that uh, Mercury One doesn't own that. But the weird thing about this, uh, their signatures was signed on this menu. The menu uh, was uh, for this banquet showed that uh, the foods from both nations, right, uh, included delicacies, delicacies such as consomme of swallow nest and white agaric, uh, shark's fin in brown sauce and roast pecan duck. You know what? I don't want that. I'm good. <laughs> hey, Mao, how about you bring me something else? <laughs> I'd go over well with Mao. Hey, Mao, you know, thanks for the consomme of swallow nest and white argic, but uh, I'm good, okay? I don't want any of that shark's fin in brown sauce either. And I'm not real crazy about the roast Peking duck, but I'll go ahead. Just I'll, I'll start with that. Okay. 
<laughs> and you can see the blood drops of Jeff Fisher on the menu as well, since uh, he was murdered when he told the when he told uh, Mao, "Hey, I'm not eating that." <laughs> then they auctioned off another uh, World War II era Enigma coding machine for $206,253. I think actually Mercury One has one of those. And a Thomas Edison signed document for a light bulb patent for $22,154. And a check signed by Steve Jobs to Radio Shack. The check signed by Steve Jobs sold for $46,063. The check was dated July 23rd, 1976, payable to Radio Shack for $4.01. It was signed by Jobs the same year he and Steve Wozniak launched Apple in a Silicon Valley garage. Man, that's a long way to the well. $46,000 for a check. That check to Radio Shack was written and signed for the same year that Steve and Steve launched uh, Apple. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, that's great. How much do I have to pay for the garage door? You know, where they, they started Apple in a garage. Can I get the garage door, please? To be honest, that'd probably be better than the check. <laughs> I mean, this is the garage door that closed off the Apple launching garage. I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. Uh, check signed by Steve. All right. You know, you, you do what you want. It's your money. You want to spend $46,063 on a check signed by Steve Jobs the same year that he and Wozniak launched Apple in, in a Silicon Valley garage? You go right ahead. You do you, boo. Subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.